now. It's back to Refilwem Pakanyane. On 702. Time now to talk parenting with Nikki Bush, our human potential and parenting expert. She's an author, she's a speaker. And today's focus uh, with Nikki is the role of parents in their children's digital lives. My goodness, you need to know what is happening with your primary school children online. Of course, the key, you know, you're, key, you're, you're keeping an eye on their safety, first of all, the integrity of that online presence and safeguarding that online future. So let's delve into it now uh, and focus uh, on what Nikki Bush hears from primary school children and how their children I rather how that parents need to be involved in children's digital lives. Nikki, good morning. Thanks so much for your time and of course bringing us this very very important conversation. Good morning, Rafael Ware. And yes, I think it's really pertinent also considering that it is World Children's Day mm. and children do have a right to safety and a right to privacy. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get to privacy and uh, what that all entails, um, Nikki. But first of all, what are kids up to online? Aside, of course, from the online learning and turning to online resources during this COVID-19 pandemic time, how else are kids uh, um, coming, uh, showing up and spending time online? Well, I've had some very revealing conversations recently uh, after doing presentations at primary schools, uh, interactive workshops with kids around digital safety. And what's always fascinating to me is what the children come and talk to me about privately afterwards. Mm. And uh, when it comes to things like sharing nudes and naked selfies, um, the question that was very interesting that came up was, But isn't it okay if you're in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship to share nudes or naked selfies? And and surely if you're married, it's okay. And now we're talking, these these were 12 and 13-year-olds who were talking to me afterwards. And their brains really cannot comprehend yet that when relationships go south that revenge porn is one of the biggest issues social media lawyers are dealing with today. And that's amongst teens and adults. So once you've shared a nude, there is no telling when it might be be used against you, when it might surface. So I'm actually having to get grade twos and grade threes on the page to say, I will never, ever, ever share a nude if I'm ever asked for it. And it's not, it's not if they're going to be asked for it, it's when. It is a guarantee that they are going to be hounded for a nude, a naked selfie at some point. And there was a, a lovely girl, about 12-year-old girl, in one of the processes that I did. And I use beach balls when I actually talk to kids about digital safety because they need very concrete experiences. You know, information mm. is just information. So you've got to make it real. And um, I got her to to throw this beach ball into a crowd of 200 kids. And I said, this is a naked selfie that you've decided to share. And the job of the crowd, which is the social network, is to share that naked selfie, which is what happens when you share a naked selfie. It mm. gets circulated. Mm. And she stood there with her mouth open and she said, but this isn't fair. She said, it's my picture. Mm. What she didn't understand, which she fast learned in this practical process, is the minute you press send, you have lost control and you no longer own that material. You have shared it publicly and it is no longer yours. And even if you delete it, it's already on 
however many hundred or thousand people's timeline. And even if you delete it, it's still out there. Yeah. You can never 100% get rid of what you share. So it was so interesting to see her mouth pretty much agape, you know, mm. going, but, but this isn't fair. But hello, if you're going to use a very powerful device called a smartphone and you are going to be connected to social media platforms, you need to understand how this all works. And that's why we're having this conversation today, because even parents seem to not understand how things work and don't take responsibility for their role mm. so, in helping to teach their children be safe. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a question of responsibility, uh, Nikki, but it's also, I think, a question of um, just sort of, you know, shedding the scales from your eyes and just, you know, ripping the wool away from around your eyes. Because I think when you raise the issue of or the matter of talking to grade threes and primary school children and 12-year-olds about nudes, uh, many people might be thinking, well, surely this is far too young. Surely we haven't broached um, that (laughs) horizon yet. But clearly what you're telling us is that is not the case. Right. Um, and we can Absolutely. have we can go into nuances around um, who these kids are relationships with. We can go into uh, nuanced conversations around uh, early teen, uh, you know, adolescent pregnancy statistics in this country and even who that those kids are being abused by and what that grooming entails. But the reality is uh-huh. there's a lot going on. And part of that conversation and keeping your children safe also includes conversations around nudes as scary and uncomfortable and unfortunate as the situation is. So, Nikki, the fundamental question then becomes um, also about, you know, your child might not have a smartphone yet or you might be you might not you might be monitoring your child's smartphone use and all those things. But these are conversations that need to be had at any rate, because children talk, interact with other children who all have different limitations, boundaries um, or freedoms at home. So. All of the stuff is in the air, is in the water, is in the environment. Um, do you have conversations around the need to protect their safety online, the integrity of their online presence, and how, of course, this all impacts their mental health? Absolutely. So let me tell you that the overriding um, emotional feeling that I got from all of these children who came to chat to me afterwards is that there is this um, this vein of or this thread of fear, anxiety, worry and and anguish mm. that they live with constantly. So um, some of the girls were telling me that now, of course, you know, social media has a 13 age restriction. They shouldn't actually be on social media. But we know the that's not 13. the case. But we know that's not the case. So these girls are telling me that, that they have 5,000 followers on their Instagram profile. They absolutely know that they don't know these people. They absolutely know this. And they say they've closed down their their, um, profiles. They've opened up new ones because they're being stalked for for nudes. And they said when they open up a new profile, the same men are after them. And, And they're really anxious about this, these stalkers. However, however, they still don't want to give up the social media game 
for their own safety because they love the attention. They literally said this to me. They love the attention. Mm. Another girl was telling me how her face has been photoshopped. She hasn't, she hasn't shared nudes, but her face has been photoshopped onto nude bodies and circulated. And then, um, one really gorgeous girl. When I say gorgeous, I'm not saying, I'm not talking about how she looks, but this lovely, open, honest, confident young woman said to me that um, she studies the people who follow her and what they like. And then she consciously becomes what they are looking for. And she has so many different personalities online that she said she no longer knows who she is. And that is now really troubling her. And she says, I know I need help. And, I, and, and, and then she said, but I still don't want to give this up because I love the attention. Sure. So for me, Rafael Ware, is what parents need to understand is that the attention game is the biggest game in town and social media feeds straight into that well it's it's it doesn't feed into it it creates it fundamentally right nikki so i mean you're talking about an aspect of attention that uh, young girls in this instance in your experience um, might enjoy or might be addicted to but we also know that um, the facebook uh, reports have been released that facebook has got research into its own company instagram which shows and understands and has laid out the harmful effects of instagram on the mental health of teenagers, specifically teenage girls. And we know these apps are designed for, um, I guess I'll call it uh, being addictive, sending you down those um, like, looking for likes. Rabbit holes. <laughs> rabbit mm-hmm. holes. Um, and, mm-hmm. and this is all, it's, it's, not, it's not incidental. It's uh, very, very much a part of how they're built in order to become yeah. advertising machines that they are. So... All of this means that it's a kind of entrapment in many, many ways that parents need to be aware of. There's nothing, um, there's nothing benign about uh, online platforms and being online, especially uh, when no. you're using social media. How do parents take responsibility, get involved, but most importantly, make sure that your child isn't, you know, you don't want a child who's out of the loop and then suddenly is uh, breaks into this world much later on and is a rabbit in the headlights or a deer in the headlights. But you also want to make sure that, first of all, all of the stuff is age appropriate and um, uh, your child is safe because, yes, impacts on mental health now, but there is an ongoing um, there's an ongoing view, a long term view that you need to take when it comes to your presence online. Yeah, so the long term view is really important. And I want to say to parents, what will your child's future self thank you for? And this is a question you need to ask yourself on a regular basis. What will your child's future self thank you for? And the long game here, of course, is reputational risk. And um, these children don't have the brain development, the prefrontal cortex, to help them understand the future how the long-term effects, um, you know, they, they, they're trying to remember where is their lunchbox right now? You know, where are their school shoes right now? And we, we're trying to get them to understand the future in, when they're 20, 25, 30, and people are going to do a search on them online when they're looking for a bursary or a job. So having really transparent conversations around sexuality, around how social media works is very important. Understanding the attention game, talking to your kids about the attention, 
attention game, that human beings crave attention, and then that the algorithms that are at work, you know, kids think that um, when when they get um, alerts, notifications online, that there's a human being behind those alerts. 80% of notifications are not from a person. They're from a bot. And so, you know, kids really want attention from human beings. Help them to understand practically that a lot of stuff is not coming from a human being online, except for on social media. But there's a whole algorithm at play there that, as you say, is is um, really delving into the human psyche of needing to belong and this feeling of togetherness and FOMO and selling them stuff to make them feel better, but also making them feel worse at the same time. And what I said to these kids, and this is, a, this is a conversation that parents can have with their children. What do you think the big game is um, from the social media companies? Yes, they're giving you platforms to connect with each other. But why? How does a company stay in business? And let me tell you, these kids who are very representative of, of the diversity in South Africa all shouted out to make money. Mm. So you need to be having conversations with your kids about how companies stay in business to make money. And so they actually don't really care about your mental welfare. What they really care about is staying in business to make money regardless of your mental welfare. So there are things that you can do. And the first important thing, and you can go to NikkiBush.com and download yourself a tween and teen cell phone contract. No child should be navigating the information superhighway without first having had an agreement and our lives are, are are characterized by agreements why are we waiting until they're 20 f- to create an agreement with our children you know that's when they sign their first agreements for their own cell phone or for for university accommodation mm. but actually agreements start now lots and lots of conversations and you may want to um, right from the beginning uh, put fairy wheels on your children and use parental control software there is something called bark which is one of the best ones on the the market at the moment. There's also some information on NikkiBush.com about that. And that is tracking the the conversations, the communication, the algorithms, and will alert you if there's predatory behavior, predatory conversations on the go. Um, you know, we sometimes need an extra pair of sensors because we can't be everywhere all at the same time. And there is a fine line between spying and concern. And you need to look at uh, your child's privacy as well as their safety. And sometimes we have to really prioritize that safety over the privacy. A key one as well is parents using their children as social media content and uh, not giving them the space to decide what must be or what should be shared or what can be shared online. And I think that's the most cringeworthy aspect of social media use. uh, Children get addicted or children, you know, uh, sometimes blur the lines and adults do it far too often but using that children Absolutely. as well and i'm just like it's called ah. sharenting yeah and just sharenting. sometimes oversharing yeah. about your parenting mm, yeah mm, mm. and that children's and journeys and personal moments to. absolutely and actually most of that stuff is private so your child has a right to privacy and it actually starts with you and what you share online about them. And the older your children get, the more you need to ask permission if you can share a certain picture about them. And many times, as soon as they become, go into puberty and and hit the teenage years, they'll say, no, Mm. my children would, when I take photographs, even today, they'll (laughs) say to me, you can take that photo 
as long as you don't share it on social media. Yeah. And how are you going to caption it and don't share my embarrassing moment or my painful moments yeah, or my absolutely. It's, yeah, it's not it's not social media fodder. Um, this conversation, as you said, uh, is an extensive one and one that we need to definitely keep uh, revisiting. Nikki, uh, before we say goodbye, let's talk the toy feature. What you're reviewing for this morning? Drone home. Tell us all about it. Yes. Well, of course, all I want for Christmas is dot, 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 um, <laughs> as the, the song goes, my sure. two front teeth. Um, <laughs> so Drone Home is an awesome product that will make a brilliant gift for a child. And it actually has a proper drone in it. So I want you to imagine um, that there are four players. This is a two to four player game, Drone Home by Play Monster. There is a drone parked in the middle of the game and it's at the intersection of four plastic ramps. Mm -hmm. At each end of the ramp, there is a launcher and each player flicks four aliens down the ramp to try and get them to land in the middle of the drone. Now, each little, little alien has a magnet and the drone has a magnet in the middle. So if you can flick using the launcher your little alien into right into the sweet spot of the drone and it sticks then what happens is there's a slight delay and then the drone takes off and you've got to get four of your drones off the board in order to win mm. so what fun a little bit like you know hungry hippos how yes, you, you keep hitting the mm -hmm. okay it's got that element to it because you're flicking you're launching these aliens into the drone and you're competing with each other because you could you could land an alien in the middle of the drone and everybody else is flicking at the same time and they could dislodge your alien from the middle of the drone and and you're kicked out and they're in so it's fast paced it's high impact fun for the whole family designed for two to four players ages eight and up comes with the drone the launch pad and the launch ramps and um, the skills will be playing by the rules winning and losing strategy problem solving spatial planning fine motor control and eye hand coordination 499 rand available at takealock.com Toy Kingdom stores, Hamley stores, and CNA. And I think that this is going to be an absolute hit for Christmas this year. If you go to NikkiBush.com uh, to the toy reviews, you can see a short video and get a more detailed review. So $4.99, Drone Home by Play Monster, an absolute win. Fantastic stuff. Nikki Bush will have to leave it right there. Uh, looks absolutely sophisticated and fun. The wonders of technology. Uh, but also Nikki bring us a very important conversation about how you need to be involved in your children's online life. Question is, uh, are you, how are you, and uh, what has this conversation made you think of, right, or start to review, for instance? Does your child have a computer in that bedroom and they basically, you know, search, watch, do whatever, play online, un, uh, un, 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 unguided, unguarded? Uh, do you even know what your child's online presence uh, be, it looks like?